everyone. Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Bella. I'm your host, Vanessa Coppice, and I am super excited and grateful to be joined by none other than my husband, Joshua Coppice. I first have to thank him. Um, he is a very private man, very private, very cautious. Uh, social media is definitely not something that's part of his world. Uh, so having a wife that is involved in media has always been a little bit of a uh, <laughs> production in a sense for him because that is just not his world. Um, but um, having this conversation with me today is uh, something that we have been talking about for a little while now because my husband has overcome some cha personal challenges himself over his lifetime and I felt that his insight could be super helpful to anyone who may be listening or struggling to through similar circumstances um, themselves. Welcome, Josh. Hello. <laughs> so first of all, thank you for being here. Thank you for allowing me to have this conversation with you. Um, let's start from the beginning. Uh, you and I have been married for 17 years. Almost. <laughs> we have a beautiful family here in New Jersey. And um, we have been through some stuff, both of us, right? We have been through some uh, challenges. Uh, one of the major reasons why I wanted to have you on is because at Bella, we have all been discussing mind, body, and spirit. Is It is the theme of our issue. But uh, I want to specifically discuss um, one of your own personal challenges that you have had with alcoholism over the span of your would you say your entire life? Since I was uh, probably a teenager, yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think started that? Started you on a path of needing, you know, alcohol as a way to, um, I guess, release, right? Would you would say it was an escape or it was a release? <clears throat> I don't know if I'd say it's an escape. I'd say it's maybe started as a habit, right? As a, something to do to fit in. It's, you know, like a, like a That's what you guys did. It's what you did. You... It's what a lot of uh, high schoolers and college people do, right? Yeah. So it started as a habit that just continued on and, and I, you know, didn't stop until it, it had to, until it had to come to a head, I guess, yeah. Yeah. And um, I know that when we met and when we um, obviously started to living, living together and considering starting a family together, this was never really a problem. You had it under control to a certain extent, would you say? Or would you say it's just something that you always kind of went to when you needed it to and, or that it was there, right? The drinking itself. Yeah, I would say that the drinking was there. I'd say with, with alcohol, you're always, you're always on the cusp. Like, you know, you're always close to whether to whether you're going to go too far or not have too much and you know it's it's uh, about how you act to me alcoholism is always <clears throat> the definition i always found the most comfort or you know believe the most because there's a lot of different definitions out there where you go to different places but the one that i i found that to me made the most sense was that if if when you drink you do things that you know are negative on your life then you're an alcoholic, whatever that may be. You get a DWI, you get in a fight, you, you, uh, whatever. You, you cheat on your boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, whatever. You, you do whatever, any of those things that have a negative impact on your life, then you have a problem with alcohol, so. 
That's actually a really um, very, I guess, uh, really realistic way of defining it just because I don't think that there are a lot of people that uh, would define, you know, alcoholism as something as as such, you know, some people who have drunk for a long time uh, who are functioning alcoholics simply say, well, this is what I need to get by through the day, although I may not be doing anything detrimental, right? But the detriment is in a lot of instances is to yourself regardless because alcoholism Aside from those actions, right? Because those are external actions and external f- that have consequences. Alcoholism de- deteriorates your body; like it, it can degenerate into, right? You know, um, many diseases that have dire consequences for your overall well-being. I mean, and by no way, do, by having this conversation, like I'm not an expert in alcoholism. I'm not an expert in psychology. Neither is Josh. You're just a person who has been through it. Um, who I am personally very proud of uh, because uh, I think we have been on this journey of recovery together, right? And I think that it takes um, this dance of, number one, acknowledging it, because that's where I want to get into next, is, you know, when did you realize that you genuinely had a problem um, that you needed to fix? And, um, you know, what was uh, kind of like that pivotal moment for you? that has maintained you on a path? Because I know even over the past few years, we've discussed of how sometimes you still have an urge to grab a drink here and there for whatever reason. Like, how do you keep that at bay? I, I think <clears throat> just keeping the the real consequences of what happens when, when I do drink in, in the forefront of my mind helps me not drink. You know, I mean, to keep it... Uh, it's easy to forget, right? Your mind always wants to forget the bad things, remember the good things, right? So it's a constant uh, remembering of the bad things, I guess, that you have to force yourself to do to so that you, you don't pick up that drink or something. I know that for us, and I'm getting emotional just looking at you and having this conversation because I know that for both of us, it's been, you know, moments where... Um, the breaking down of like it it almost like broke us right like it almost broke us it broke up our family um but what i have always commended you for is um you know you talk about this raw willpower it's like a running joke in our family where um you attest your uh changes to the fact that you do not a lot of people have that not a lot of people have the ability to number one, acknowledge that there is a problem, right? And then confront it head on, um, but also have a supportive, a support system around them that helps them maintain those, that habit because it is a habit, right? At bay. So can you speak to a little bit about, number one, when did you like really acknowledge, right? And understand, because I think that's the hardest thing in any form of addiction, I think is the biggest thing to do is to recognize that, okay, this is a problem. This is creating, you know, not only having negative effects on my life, but um, it's recurring. It's happening more often than I would like for it to. And obviously, it's not just my wife or my girlfriend or my friend telling me that this is something that I need to pay attention to. This is genuinely a problem that I need to handle. 
through, throughout my life, I always got in trouble with drinking, starting from high school when I started. I, I had, you know, suspended from athletics, being picked up by the police. I continued through college, being, you know, arrested in college three, four, five times. After college, I moved out to New York where I proceeded to, to get a few DWIs. And, and I guess it wasn't until... And all through that time, I was in denial, right? Like, no, nah, I'm fine. I don't drink that much. I... I can handle this. Look, I can go this long without a drink or I can only have one for, you know, a couple times and I'm good. But eventually you still fall back into the same same spot that you were before where you drink too much and you get in trouble. And uh, or at least I did. And and that's, uh, you know, finally when the, when you and I had a, an issue and I I. Uh, we had a we had a really big moment in our relationship where it was kind of like do or die, right? Like the, you were, we were both. I feel because I I don't want to take away responsibility from myself. I feel like in for many years I too was in denial of what was really going on because I feared um, losing you, losing our family. You know, like that was my biggest fear and concern. But I also knew that when those moments of drinking happened and when you came home, that couldn't continue to happen. And we were like on a this downward spiral of just like a toxic environment. So when you and I had kind of like that, that moment of, okay, this is it, what kind of gave you the light at the end of the tunnel to seek the help and support that you, that you received? Well, I mean, I, th- I think it was knowing that I, w- I would lose you and my children. And, and that's that's when I knew I had to make... Uh, the decision of your life, basically, right? I had to make a change. Yeah. I knew I had to make a change that I had to admit that I had a problem, which is, I guess, I think it's the toughest thing for anybody that has a problem to do is to first admit it. Once you admit it, then you can do something about it. But if you deny it, you, you'll never do anything about it. And I'm so, so glad you did. So, we'll, you know, that's... Because I think from that moment on, you and I have not just been able to grow more as, you know, individuals, but as a couple. And I think that as a family, as a whole, we've come together, we've confronted this together right if anything that these words that we're having you know this conversation we're having can serve as hope for anyone who may be listening to understand that it is possible because I feel like that's the one thing that many people who are in it don't see is that the change is possible um but it's also active work daily right because I don't want to take away from You've been sober now for probably seven years, almost seven years, right? Yeah, I mean, not without any setbacks. You yeah, we've had a yeah. few setbacks, right? And it's it's, it's easy to. But I like want I you. Before, I want fall. you to go into that aspect of it because I feel like that is the biggest um, challenge, obviously, that anyone with any sort of addiction has. That. They think that if they have a setback, that they're no longer kind of like worthy of whatever work that they've already done. You know, I think that it takes a lot of courage, 
Um, and again, active work on a daily basis to keep yourself uh, going without having to rely on whatever form of you know, release was that you relied on before. So what would you say are like the most important things that you did to get yourself on the path that you are on now? I think in the beginning, going to AA meetings, which I, I didn't care for at all. I didn't, I didn't like them. I didn't, uh, I'm not as, as religious man as most of the people in there seem to be in the, the tone of God that it takes in there that I didn't care for that much. But hearing the, the stories and the sharing of other people it made me relate a lot to them and realize that, you know, stuff could get worse and you could go further and it could be a lot worse than what you are now. And if you continue that, you know, it's very likely that's, that's, is what would, would happen. Getting that realization of, of what could happen and seeing it. And then, and then after that, like I said, I didn't, I didn't really care for the meetings, but through that I, I found uh you know, a therapist that I could speak to about these things. And that's also helped me, you know, throughout this to keep me uh, in touch or keep me, uh, I guess, online, you know, someone to, a reminder, you know, it's basically a reminder that, you know, like I said, it's easy to forget the, the painful things. So speak a little bit to how therapy has helped get you on this path right of just kind of I, I I see it from a personal you know as your wife I just see it as an awareness that you now have that I, I don't think you truly had before of not just the problem but how the problem also affected everyone around you right I mean a person can think a lot of things in their mind or whatever once you verbalize them and speak them to somebody else it becomes more real and then them interacting with you and, you know, and, and sharing their experiences and talking you through your thoughts and experiences in, in general, I just think helps out. Uh, trying to trying to do everything yourself in your own mind doesn't doesn't work sometimes, I guess. Yeah, because so. I, I think we feel like we have I know I remember having conversations with you in the past of how much in control you were of or you thought you were of this problem, right? Like you had it, you had it, you had it. And you were resistant for a while of even getting someone else, you know, having someone to talk to. But now you see it as um, a tool, as a, you know, as a tool and as a resource that you've relied on and have also, it has helped you, right? I'd say it definitely has helped me and it's, uh, it's been working and I'll continue, yeah. So if you had to summarize, you know, an actionable piece of advice that you would give to anyone, you know, who may be finding themselves on a path of um, wanting to get help or resources to get themselves better or, you know, to make amends and just, you know, live a better life after realizing that they've had, what would you say to them? No, I mean, make sure, you know, make sure you're ready to make sure that you can, you can admit that you have a problem. And once you do that, there's, there's plenty of resources out there. Start with AA, open up the, I guess, you know, do a search on alcohol therapists or whatever therapist that you, you think you need. Uh, you know, that's, that's what I, all I did. 
You know, I mean, uh, I opened at that time, I opened up the yellow book and went through and that's it. I saw one, picked one, called him, set up an appointment, went, and that's kind of, you know. How helpful has it been also just to have um, like a closed unit of support also? I feel like not just for me personally, but, you know, I feel like me being truly aware of the causes, the triggers, right, of um, this issue, I've been able to, in my best way, support you through your own journey of recovery. No, I mean, obviously, uh, obviously, yeah, I mean, you need support, you need, uh, you need to find a safe space, right? Like, I mean, your spouse, your family, you, you need their support, it's going to be a lot tougher, so... But you also yeah. you also need to realize you know I mean you're still gonna live life right yeah. you're still gonna whatever your addiction it's still gonna be that stuff out there whether it's whatever whether it's food or alcohol or meth or sex or whatever it's out there you could get it if you want it right like whatever it is you could still go out and get it so you you do need a support system but. A lot of it's going to be on your own. It's going to be in your own mind, in your own uh, control. I can't personally um, verbalize enough and show you in actions and in words how grateful I am um, for you just realizing that we all need you, we all love you, and that this you know, decision of getting better, um, not just affected you, obviously, but it was a domino effect for our family. Um, how stronger we are because of it, because you are like the rock <laughs> in our in our little hub. I always say that we operate like this little hub, all four of us, um, that your children have always been watching you and have modeled, and will con- model, you know, what they've learned, not just from the bad stuff, but also from the amazing stuff, because I feel like your journey of recovery, you have always been very honest and open with our own children about, you know, the consequences that this had brought onto our family and that it continued to bring, um, had we all not gotten, you know, on this path of recovery together. Um, I'm just grateful that you said yes, to the to this, knowing that it could help and benefit someone who may be listening, who may be finding themselves um, in a similar situation or not, but know that there's hope. I know that I also had to do what I could on my end as your spouse to give you the help and support that you needed to get to where we are, and we're not perfect. Um, you know, our 17-year journey that has not come without. Uh, it's downs, but we've had a lot of ups and always grateful for you. And as unspiritual as you say that you are, I feel like you still have always seen, you know, that there's a force that is obviously bigger than all of us that is holding us together like glue, right? Something else out there. <laughs> Josh, thank you. Babe, I love you. Love I, you. I appreciate you doing this for not just for me but also for anyone who this may be of service to thank you i really appreciate it thank you